Hello, and welcome to the Casual Author Podcast. I'm Dan, host and independent author of sci-fi and fantasy books, father of five, full-time worker, homesteader, and a man of many other responsibilities. I'm here to talk to you about what it's like to be an author, how we can prioritize and be productive, and how we can be encouraged to know that despite our busyness, we can still make the best of our authoring. To learn more about me, my books, or access the podcast show notes, head to dankenner.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hey, it's Dan Kenner with another episode of The Casual Author. Today is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023, as I record this, and this is episode number 82 of the podcast. Today, we're talking to Marvin Hayes about his book, The Story of a Man, which is a collection of poems um, talking about his life experiences and feelings that he has throughout his entire life. It's a really captivating conversation and really fun. Marvin has a lot of experience as a veteran from the Air Force, and he talks a lot about family and great experiences that he had that led into this book of poetry. Now, I don't have a lot of experience with poetry, and I'm always impressed with people like Marvin who can collect all of these complicated stories and emotions and experiences and memories and put them in some beautiful, simplistic prose that is just power-packed with emotion. So I think you'll really enjoy the conversation. You'll want to stick around for that. So in terms of updates from the homesteading perspective, um, it's actually finally warming up to a hot level. Prior to now, it was all, you know, high 60s Fahrenheit. So that's relatively low for June. Um, Normally, I would have expected we'd be in more like the 80s, 90s area but it's not. So now that things are finally moving into the hot weather, some of our plants that like that type of weather have just been kind of waited until then. We actually had a frost last week too, which killed some parts of our garden. A frost in June. It's wild, right? It was overnight. You know, the day was mild, 50, 60 degrees, got down below 30s in some of the microbe climates of our property, and it just wasted some of our plants. So that's unfortunate. We had to replant, reseed some things Not much to do about that. I mean, our frost date is back at the beginning of June. We kind of hope now that we are past it, that it would be fine. No such luck this year. I just feel bad for farmers in the area who may have lost some of their crops to the frost. Um, But that being said, um, we are kind of moving into the kind of really heavy parts of homesteading. Our meat chickens are only about three weeks out of being taken care of. <laughs> we'll just say it that way for listeners who might not like that. Uh, but we are moving them outside. We hope to get them outside sooner than we're than now. They're nice and plump. It's crazy how fast meat chickens grow. You just feed them and feed them and they, you, I swear, if you just sat there, you could watch them grow. But we'll put them outside and then they can just devour every bit of plant and seed. So the areas that we ran the meat chickens over last year are still relatively bare because they just like destroyed everything. They eat every little thing down to the dirt, which is perfect. We love that. Um, Once they get out, I think they'll be a lot happier. They have plenty of room where they are now. It's just they're in a shop. They don't get a lot of sunlight. So that was on purpose, right? Because cold nights, right? It's too cold for little baby chicks out in Idaho. They need to be protected in our shop where the weather is a little bit more mild. The temperature is more mild now that it's warming up and that they're bigger and they have some feathers. We can put them out. So that's great. The egg chickens are loving being out. 
Um, although they, they're still trying to get the memo of go back in to your house, you know, when it gets dark. I feel like some chickens learn that a little bit better, but these these egg layers are struggling with that. So sometimes I have to go collect them, you know, catch one and put it back inside so that it's safe from predators at night. I guess they just want to stay out all night. I don't know. Um, so other than that, yeah, everything is looking really good from the homesteading perspective. We'll be able to start combining some of our new egg layer flocks. We have 15 new egg layers plus the 10 that we hatched. We're going to be combining them. They are roughly three weeks apart. So we hope there's not a ton of fighting. There will be fighting. There's always fighting. But hopefully they're not too established in their pecking orders that it's going to become a problem. I think they should integrate relatively well as long as we do it earlier, sooner rather than later. Um, but we just needed a bigger space. The space that the new egg layer is in is just a little too small for all of them. These are problems you don't think about, right? <laughs> like many of you listening, be like, I don't even think about pecking orders and combination of different um, cohorts, I guess you could call it, of chicks, you know, batches of chicks uh, so that no one gets pecked to death because chickens are mean. If you know anything about chickens, they are they're mean and they will literally eat anything, which is terrifying, right? They would eat you. <laughs> if you died in their pen they would 100 percent eat you it's it's totally creepy regardless knowing that we want to minimize problems with chicken combination so there's that um in terms of author news dragon blooded is moving at a good clip which i'm a, i'm very glad for so there's about 24 chapters of the book i am on chapter 11 of my self edits and i must say i'm actually pretty pleased with it now there have been a couple little bits of rough parts but for the most part i'm reading it and i'm loving it uh it's I forgot that I wrote the way that I did. And so as I'm reading it through, you know, two weeks was just enough time that I kind of forgot about how things were written. I'm always impressed. Yeah, I've been very impressed with the story. The It's very engaging. There have been some kind of disjointed logic pathways that I've had to fix. Um, they were relatively easy to fix, so nothing crazy, no plot holes as far as I can tell so far. Anyway, the point of this being is beta readers, hopefully it will be truly ready for you mid-July. I was kind of hoping beginning of July, but I need to give myself a little bit more time. Two chapters a day for editing isn't realistic with my current work schedule. Um, and that's okay. I think I just kind of scale it back to one. I can get two every once in a while. Um, that's, you know, if at night things aren't too crazy, putting the goats away. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. We are still putting the baby goats away, which does take a lot of time. Normally, I take some author time at night, you know, 30 to 40 minutes for writing, marketing, uh, answering emails, whatever it is. That has been somewhat consumed with putting the baby goats to bed. We will be selling the baby goats, and then I can open back up that author time to, you know, the important things that I need to do as an author. Times and seasons, right? As a busy person, there's times and seasons for everything. Other than that, um, I have been kind of leaning out of TikTok for my marketing. I'm realizing that it's, while it is somewhat fun, I'm not getting a lot of fulfillment out of TikTok. It feels a little bit more like time suck. And given that my cat video kind of blew up, which I appreciate, I'm not complaining about that. It's a little bit tricky because, you know, roughly, I want to say 40,000, if not more followers are there for cat content. Unfortunately, I'm not on TikTok for cat content. We still have Emma and she's great. But that that marketing pathway kind of was um, stunted by these cat seekers. So when I post book, book content, it's not going anywhere, right? Because all of the followers that it's showing it to are like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to see your book. I want to see the cat. So it's a little bit tricky. You know, it's kind of shot myself in the foot on that one. But, you know, it is what it is. No regrets. 
But because of that, I'm leaning a little bit further out of TikTok and into more paid marketing. I may investigate getting a little bit more active on my YouTube channel. We'll see. Regardless, playing dabbling around with the marketing, social media has become a little bit more of a time suck and it's not really serving my business purpose as well as I would hope. Second thing I'll say about that is I'm trying to make some decisions about this podcast. Um, I've enjoyed it. I really enjoy having this podcast. I love the conversations with the people that I've met. I am just trying to decide in terms of support of my author business, where does this podcast fall on that line? I haven't really decided. It's possible that I may shift to a more twice a month type schedule, maybe once a month type schedule for this podcast until I can really determine strategically where I want to go with it. Um, you know, I'm trying to build a backlist with my books that requires time and money. And this podcast is t- taking some time away from that. Now, if I can justify the supports for that type of system using this podcast, then I will continue doing it. I don't want to stop it. I would rather keep doing it weekly. But we're just going to have to try to be a little bit more strategic about my business plan. I've been listening to Joanna Penn's Your Author Business Plan. It's a book. It's on It's on Kobo. So if you have Kobo Plus, grab it in both ebook and audiobook form. But she goes through a pretty clear outline of, hey, let's be frank with yourself about what you want your author business to look like if you want it to be a business, first off, which I do. Um here are things that support that and what things might be detracting from it. So this is kind of on the fence. Like, I don't feel like it's detracting fully, but it's not optimized in a way that it's fully supporting. So anyway, playing around with that. If you enjoy this podcast and you would rather it stay weekly, definitely let me know. You can email me, authordkenner at gmail.com. Or of course, you can comment on the YouTube video or comment anywhere. Um, just let me know if, if you're enjoying it and if you'd like to keep it weekly or maybe you don't care. Who knows? Uh, just I would love to hear your feedback. I always like to make this a conversation. I am a person um, and I'd like to hear from people too. So definitely let me know. I believe that's everything in terms of updates this week. So let's go over and shift over to the interview portion of the podcast. Hey, Marvin, how are you doing today? Oh, fine, fine. Thank you. I'm excited to learn from you about your book. We've talked a little bit about it in the past, but I'd love to, you know, ask a few questions, hear some of your stories. So let's learn a little bit more about you. You wrote a a book of poetry called The Story of a Man. Is that correct? Correct, correct. So let's talk a little bit about this. What was the inspiration for this book of poetry? This is my life, you know. Uh, well, I can start with Muhammad Ali, who is a poet, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, this is poetry, you know, and uh, uh, then just my life, just the things that happened in my life, you know, and I wrote them down from time to time. I, I kept a journal when I was in college, and uh, then one day I looked at everything. I ran to a that was a guy I might have told you last time was working in, in the house that we moved into once I got left OU. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name was Lou Ragland. And uh, he saw my 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 scrapbook, my my my, my uh, the journal I had, and he looked through there and he said, "Man, these are these are songs. These are stories." I said, well, "Yeah." And he came back the next day with his guitar and started singing <laughs> my poetry. I said, okay. And then one of my favorite heroes was Muhammad Ali. So I got on the piano, and which he helped me learn, and I studied that. And uh, uh, I thought about Muhammad Ali. That was when he went to, 
to fight uh, Spinks, I think, in New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know, trying to remember, trying to regain his throne. So I said, well, let me, I'll write a song about Muhammad Ali, you know, and I'll call it The Story of a Man. So when I finally put all these poems together, I was looking for a name uh, for, 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 for the book, a title for the book, and uh, I started on uh, Story of a Man. And then I realized when I got to republish, I realized it was the story of, of my life and mm. my existence. Mm-hmm. The ups and downs, the in and outs. The, the book is a, my poems about love, grace, compassion, forgiveness, courage, adventure, sacrifice, and boldness. You know, uh, we would include fear, reasoning, and understanding, and, and blessings, and of course, favor. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm able to discuss this with you now. Praise the Lord. Uh, and uh, uh, I put this together and I felt like I uh, had the idea to publish it. So hmm. I searched for a publisher and I found one. And then I found one that would add the images, my wife and our life and our our children and their families, which kind of taps it off. There's a story of a man. And you can see with the different poems, the different things that I experienced, that we experienced, you know. And uh, I put them down on paper, and then I published them. Just to see, uh, my wife used to say, it's only poetry. <laughs> I say, okay, honey, because I said, I'm going to publish this book. Uh, it's going to be a bestseller. It's only poetry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so I did anyway, in spite of that, you know. No, poetry is really an incredible form of writing that I I have no experience writing poetry, but I appreciate the art form of poetry because it has so much potential to package so many messages and feelings into such a short amount of words. So your book um, about your life and your experiences, um, you know, it's just over 100 pages, a little over 100 pages. So how much how much of your personality, how many stories did you capture in this poetry book? Uh, it's my personality changes. I, uh, I was injured in the, uh, I got hurt in the Air Force. Uh-huh. I'm retired from the Air Force. And uh, I got hurt in the Air Force, service connected. You know, uh, I got, I was in a car, I got thrown through the windshield 250 feet into a railroad track. Okay. Wow. You know, I think I was lucky because in California and Ohio at that time, in New York rather, the highway patrol and the railroads are on the same frequency. So the highway patrol was able to radio train the engineer and stop the train from running over me. I gave wow. my mind, like I said, they said, there's a black on the track. <laughs> Back then, that's what they call, we call ourselves black. But anyway. Um, so then I went on from there and, and, uh, I just put those things together, you know, different experiences I mm-hmm. had. And, uh, um, I would say, uh, uh, that I was able to put down and, and, and express myself and answering your question, uh, just a different, I mean, I was unconscious for like six, three to six months, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, just the initial, you know. I got 100% disability. I used to think of the causes of broken bones. You know? I broke my jaw in four places. I broke five ribs, lost my teeth and tongue, you know, had multiple fractures. And uh, I just, my experiences pretty came behind that. 
you know, those mental things, you know. So, uh, and I put those down, those experiences, just like the jolly here, jolly there, you know, the feelings I had. Mm-hmm. And kind of expressed it, but didn't realize one day I would actually get it published and someone else could maybe experience those things too and, and learn from those things that were in their life, you know. Yeah, that's that, really that incredible. I'm glad that you wanted to share that kind of share your experiences because it does, you know, it's close to you, but there's so many things that people can learn from your experiences. Did it take a long time to write down all of these poems? Have you been writing these poems your whole life? Yeah, I've been I've been writing them for a long time. It's just notes here and notes there, you know. Wow. And then uh, uh, in my journal, or I got a piece of paper here, a piece of paper there. And I, I would read them, you know, and apply them to what, you know, to, to, to the actual poem. It helped me write the poems. And like I said, I was a musician. I got songs, too, uh, that I have created, you know, uh, composed. Then I used the words of those from that reference for Lou Ragland years ago. You know, but um, and uh, in fact, I just came just recently came out of the studio, you know, and uh, recording some new stuff, you know. But, uh, so that's mainly business, mainly what I would have to say. I got an example for you. I was thinking when you came back uh, of, of writing a poem, you know, and, and where it exactly comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the end of the book, I got all the zodiac signs and what they represent to me because I studied astrology and uh, the horoscopes and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, when, when, when is your birthday? My birthday's in July. It's July 16th. July 16th. Okay. Uh, that would be cancer. Correct, yes. My point for cancer is they remember all the places we call home. And if you ever roam, let the moon be your guide. Slide. I love that. That's awesome. See, so you have a poem for each of the... I thought to go, well, cancer is ruled by the moon, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the emotional people, you know, yeah, the emotion, that water, you know. So I incorporated all that in the cancers I knew after watching them, you know, and experiencing that life, you know, and realizing the similarities, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I just wrote the poem down. I wrote the poems down. You know? What about your birthday? When's your birthday? Well, I'm, I'm a Virgo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be a... a Virgo, Virgo, the virgin, the skeptic and surgeon, the mind that peaks, that criticizes all you seek. Don't criticize me. Hmm. That is awesome. So you just really wanted to reflect these horoscopes, these signs in poetic form. Is this because do you have have you always had a passion for astrology? Yes, yes, I have. Uh, uh, my brother introduced me to it. And uh, and introduced me to uh, Moorish American history. Okay, and that evolves around that because I am a conscious Moor, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, he induced me to that, and that's part of it, you know, because the Moors were not only navigators; they were astrologers too. Oh, so, okay. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, <laughs> the slave bunches of slaves were brought over here on Moorish vessels. A lot of people don't know that, but it's true. And uh, that's when the astrology kicked in, the zodiac. It was interesting to me, you know. I do horoscopes and everything. 
that's that's really that's really cool. I, I know that you also have written some of your experiences. I mean, you talked a little bit about your accident with the, the car and the train, but you wrote about some of your experiences in the Air Force, correct? Yes, yes. Well, that's true. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I think it's a great react. How long did you serve in the Air Force? I served for two months, two years, and 25 days. <laughs> wow. Very specific. Keeping track of the days, is that something that all people yeah. did? Yes. I, I, uh, in fact, I was trying to cross-train because I was an aircraft mechanic. I worked on those B-52s. Oh, nice. Yeah. The KC-135 that, that were uh, like fueling. But the B-52s, they were the bombers that were bombing over in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So our base, and we would refuel, we, we would keep them operating, you know, Correctly. I worked on, I was a mechanical accessories. I worked on the pressurization of aircraft. Okay. Those pressure, you know, gauges and stuff. And, uh, uh, man, uh, those are some of my experiences in the Air Force, too. Just basic training and just learning things about people. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's really cool. That you have those experiences. Do you have you written about other people that you met in the Air Force? Are they in your poems as well? Yes, yes. Any close friends, maybe that you've written about? Right, I sure have. I'm trying to find something now. Yeah, absolutely. It was a guy I met in the Air Force, and he always had an answer for everything, you know? <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, my poem about him, and it reminds me of my son, my one of my sons, too, because it relates to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And how, he knows everything and how successful he, a businessman he has been also. It's called Sometimes. Being you is being cool, and being cool is being mad. And being mad is being scared, and being scared is being quiet. And being quiet is being cold. And being cold is being sharp. And being sharp is being seen, and being seen is being cool. Being cool is being you. Wow, that is, does does that person know that that poem was written about them? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Do, do they like it? <laughs> it's a really cool poem. Were they excited to know that they were going to be part of your book? Yes, yes, because it's like uh, they knew everything. Is it was like everything was like water off a duck's back. You know, it just keeps rolls on off, and you keep on going. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. How fun! I think that's really cool. Are your family members reflected in your poems as well? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, I got a point. Okay, let me see. Uh, I got a point about my cup points about my wife. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, sure. uh, the point was inspired by her. A lot of things in there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's called Geraldine. That's her name. Okay, it said, uh, yeah. Geraldine, hold my hand because I am you. Let me know you.
here, feel my presence, know my faith, believe in me, and I live, Geraldine. Hold my hand because I need you. I love you. You love me. We love them, Mama, Geraldine. Hold my hand because I want you more today than yesterday, and tomorrow will be today. Kiss me, Geraldine. Hold my hand because I'm stronger now, able to leap buildings in a single bound. I wouldn't or couldn't hurt you. You're the only one I can trust. It's in your eyes, Geraldine. Hold my hand, smile, and make me smile. Never stop loving me, Geraldine. Wow, that's really beautiful. I know that if I had written a poem about my wife, she would probably be too embarrassed. <laughs> just, just Geraldine, like that you wrote poems about her? I hope so. Well, yeah, I think she likes it. You, you can never tell. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's really cool that you've reflected your... How long have you been married to Geraldine? Uh, going on 52 years now. Wow. That is so cool. And you can tell the love and the the relationship that you have in such a few amount of words. I was going to ask, does she write poetry as well? Is she into poetry or not so much? Well, you remember my my statement is is only poetry, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. (laughs) She did say that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Does she at least like music? The music forms of your poetry? Yeah, she loves my music, yeah. I want to share this one to you. It's It's about her too. It's called The Seasons of My Love. Okay. January bringing in a new year and the coldest days of winter brought her to me. So beautiful yet unpredictable, like February, which can be so deceiving. Love entered like a lamb and became a lion, denying March, which is the beginning of April, and April showers bring May flowers. Hmm. Save the rain for her face is a flower that blooms each time she smiles. June, hello, June, goodbye. Is it two all Leos and Cancers are born in July? Under the August moon, she was even lovelier than May. Then September brought with her the beauty of fall. Oh, how wonderful till October when sickers treat was the question as November entered, interrupting my pleasant thoughts. That would soon be covered with the December snow that melts so quickly. Tis a reason to be jolly. Mm. These are the seeds of my love. Let it then be forever. Wow. That is really powerful. And um, yeah, I just love how you reflect that your love for her, the your experiences with her, um, married for 52 years. That is really amazing. Did you write a song about that one? Yeah, uh, they went through. No, go on, guys. trying to think of <laughs> maybe you've written lots of songs. Lots of songs. <laughs> no problem. If you it, it's one of those things where Sometimes it's hard to track down what you've done. But I think it's really interesting and amazing that this is the form that you like to express yourself. So in music and in poetry, um, what for you, why is it as important for you to express your feelings in this way? Uh, I guess with some of the struggles I've had and then being hurt like that, I mean, I was in, I was in the hospital for uh, like almost three years, maybe mm-hmm. four how to walk, talk, everything again, you know. So uh, just those things in me that helped me develop and, and feel that way and, yeah. and discover those things about myself. So how much of this stuff came from journals that you wrote? 
and how much of it just came in the moment as you were living your life? Well, uh, a lot of it was in the journals. And as I went through the journals and picked out the, the, the meaning of it and tried to put them together so to make a poem. Got it, yeah. That was it right there. I'm so curious. How many journals have you written? Oh, maybe at least uh, 15, 10 or 15. Wow. I think that's so, there's a lot of people who don't do journaling anymore, um, which I think is sad, right? There's a lot that you can gain from writing. I mean, you you created this amazing book of poetry on the basis of your journaling and all those stories that you wrote down. So if you hadn't written these journals, do you think you would have still been able to write the poetry? Um. I probably could have, but it might be a, a whole different uh, meaning or thing. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely could have turned into something completely different, which, you know, there's there's an unlimited potential with with creation, particularly with poetry. Do you have a preferred form of poetry that you like? You know, a, a format, or do you just write what feels right for the experience? Oh, just right for the experience. And and my since you mentioned another song, I got another poem here, which yeah. was a song. It's called When You Leave Me. Okay. It's like nothing I've ever known with that feel inside of me. It hurts me so because I don't know what to do or how to be. My love supreme, that certain dream all the time it was you. You stepped into my life. And now I'm missing you. You preach me, you teach me, you reach me. I see you, I love you, I touch you. Happiness is security, it's true. I'm no longer blue. Well, I will be again when, when you leave me. Wow. Is that, is that for Geraldine as well? For Geraldine, yeah. It was like uh, it's, it's a, my love song. And uh, in fact, I'm, got, I'm going to the studio now and record it. That's what I've been working on. Uh, and it's about uh, it's a love song about a man that's so much in love he don't never want to be apart. You know? Yeah, I mean, you you should publish these store these songs in connection with this poetry book. That would be really cool. Oh man, yeah, that's a good thought there. You know, it'd probably be a lot of work, but I th- I think that yeah. it would be incredible. To hear the the song, the song, maybe not every poem, but you know all the ones that are important to you and yeah. close to you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because yeah. I think let's see, how many poems are in this poetry book? Oh, a hundred, one hundred twenty-ish, probably. Uh, one hundred fourteen. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right up there. So a song per per poem would probably be too long, but you could definitely pick out the ones that you love the most. And which ones are close to your heart. And I think it would be great to have a CD edition of the songs that you wrote for these poetry books or these poems. Yeah, that's a good idea. Man, uh, I mean, you might as well share the, the, the passion that you have with these songs. Does your family love to listen to the music that you come up with? Uh, yes, 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 they do. I got it, another poem again about her when, when I was at, in college at OU. And uh, uh, she she had to come home, uh, uh, and uh, I was there by myself. And uh, uh, 
I wrote a poem called Me and the Moon. Okay. And uh, it goes like this. Uh, page 50, okay. It's such a beautiful night. People outside, people inside, they're having so much fun. Just looks like, just look at them run. Some playing basketball, some walking together, holding hands. Everybody's got somebody. Everybody seems so happy. Well, at least that's what it looks like to me in the moon. <laughs> that's that's great. Is there there's a experience with that one? Is that is there yeah. um, a story with it? Just young and stupid, you know, and, and oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, made, made made the wrong decision or the wrong choice. Yeah. I'm watching the people playing ball, you know, and I look up, there's a big moon up there, and I was talking to the moon. And that's the <laughs> idea to write the poem, because, you know, I think it looks great, don't it? Be in the moon, because I was there by myself. That's awesome. Conversations with the moon. That is, that's really fun. Um, are they, I, I, this just I've never written poetry books before, but I'm curious, are all of your poems in um order? Like in on a timeline? Oh uh, yeah. Earliest yeah. to latest. Exactly, exactly. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that, that's really fascinating. So um how did you how did you decide which poems to write? Because I'm I'm assuming you've written more poems than are in this book. Yeah? Yes, yes, I've written more. I just, just decided on these. How did you know when to stop? <laughs> I mean, because you probably have so many, you could keep writing and keep making this book longer and longer. But what made you know that these were the right ones? Let me see. Yeah, it's a tricky Just question. The, uh, the meanings, you know, for me, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about the movement now, you know, and what uh, I'm trying to think, find this poem. You see. Oh, uh huh. Sure. It's tricky to find what you need sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is doing the black movement. At OU, we had a black movement down there, you know, with the student, black students and mm-hmm. all. And I wrote this poem, uh, inspired me to write this poem. I wish I knew what I could do about the way it was. Mm-hmm. The vega past could never last. All the time it took, we never looked to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Shallow mind that left behind. A memory we seldom see, so they forgot. We bought this land. We gave it start. And now you see, wait a minute, oh boy. <laughs> I wish I knew what I could do. Okay, the truth part one. I think it's the called the truth part one. That was part one. Yes, the two part one. I got the two two part one. Okay, two part one. I wish I knew what I could do about the way it was, so vague a past could never last. 
all the time we took it, really never looked to see what was going on. A shallow mind that left behind a memory that shook a world we seldom see. So they forgot. We, they, so they forgot that with these hands we backed this land. And with our hearts we gave it start. And young or old, the shy boy, we come to know our name. Now watch them while they change the game. Huh. I love that. That's really cool. Do you have a favorite poem in that book? Uh, Lots of favorites. Oh, my favorite would be uh, my favorites. It's called He Told Me. Okay, let's hear it. God gave me the read, the will to succeed. He gave me all the power and strength I need. He reassured, reassured me all my wisdom, restored all my wisdom about the things I heed. Then he told me what he wanted and how to do his deed. He told me about the struggle and the calm and the strife. He told me that the devil was earthly delights. He told me just keep the faith and soon later see the light. He told me that the good in all mankind was exactly like he planned and everything was fine. He spoke of water sign, fire sign, air sign, and earth as the four walls of his city, acknowledged by birth. He told me the 12 gates he spoke of, three on each side, were the signs of the zodiac, and that was no job. He told me that we read the Bible but refuse to study. He told me it really matters and tell it to your buddy. He told me meditation, meditation rather, and prayer was good for every day because he was waiting there to show the way. Wow, that's really cool. What was the one that, what story inspired that poem? This, uh, life, this, uh, understanding, trying to understand what was going on, God, you know, why, mm -hmm. why? That kind of then that came to me, you know. Yeah. Wow. That one sounds like a song. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sounds, it sounds have you written a song for that one? Uh -huh. Yeah. I got some music for it, but I haven't put the words to it. Well, there's time, right? There's always yeah. time for that. Definitely got it. does Geraldine have a favorite poem? Or did you even know? It's just poetry. So maybe she doesn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> a favorite. I mean, that's okay. Definitely. I know as an author, I definitely have favorite moments in my books, and you clearly have a, a favorite poem. Do you anticipate writing more books of poetry, or do you think this is your first and only book? I've been thinking more about uh, a book of short stories and poetry. Okay. Short stories I wrote, uh, in fact, three. In fact, when I was at, at college at OU, uh, um, One's called uh, Shotgun Mama. Okay. A White Christmas. Okay. And uh, I forgot if nothing did I, if nothing was a mystery I got that. Uh, in fact, it's a murder mystery. Oh, cool. And it's a short story? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. That's excellent. Now, um, 
is this maybe is a silly question, but a short story, is it in poetry form? Or no. is it in kind of like novel type writing form? Uh, but no, novel type writing. Uh, it's from, uh, the first day of school. The first day of school. First day of school. Huh. Do you think that you uh, will start writing full length novel novel someday, or are you kind of hoping to stick to? It takes that uh, uh, patience and discipline. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's that is true. That's for sure. Um, but I think that would be really cool to have a collection of short stories. Do they all have a theme? Are they all kind of historical in nature? Do you write thrillers? I mean, you talked about a mystery in that one. Are they all the same type of genre? Yes, uh, well, uh, let me see, uh, a couple of them uh, were experiences I had as a child. Okay. Shotgun Mama was a lady that had the yard that you couldn't go into or go past. Uh, okay, yeah. Got <laughs> working on flowers and stuff. And of course, being kids, we was uh, uh, take advantage of when she wasn't there. And that's what that, <laughs> that story is about that, you know. Yep. Uh, uh, the funny. first day of school, uh, when, when I was OU, a friend of mine was lived in New York and his father was the uh uh the head of this, the black history department. Okay. So I, used to, I used to get on the train and go to New York, you know, with him sometime because that's where he lived there. And uh uh and that's where mystery came out of because some so many things happened that you know uh that that could have been you know uh how would you say interesting, you know? And uh, I and as I got as I did it got writing it, I realized I was building up to a story where uh of, of a murder, you know, and uh, uh, but you couldn't tell it, it was something that you had to figure out once the book came to the end. You, you'd be wondering yeah. what happened, you know, uh, did they do this? Did they do that? You know, mm-hmm. it was called the first day of school because uh, when I met him and he was there, his father was the dean at the Black History Month, and his okay. father was transferred to uh, to some city in New York. Well, I used to ride the train. Man, I, I went to the, in fact, there's a part in the, in the story about that uh, Grand Central Station, the gar- Gargantua, which just blew my mind being in there, man, seeing all of that, you know? Yeah. And out of that came the, the, the vision that somebody got killed and, you know, uh, and all, it all came together. Because then I realized after I finished that, hey, it was a, a mystery, you know, because after the story's over, you wonder what might have happened or what mm-hmm. could happen. And, and and that that impressed me. You know, I just was really excited about that. Yeah. I, I had another story called The White Christmas about this. Uh, what happened was, uh, and this was uh, about the movement, too, was uh, everybody, uh, this night, people came in vans, you know, and guns and stuff. And what they did was they took the black people and put them in the vans. And they were taking them somewhere, kind of like the Holocaust, you know? And what happened? In the end, uh, the character in, in in the story, he woke up because he kept seeing the lights, you know, and, and the shooting. He could hear the jogging and all that, what they were saying. But he actually woke up and it was Christmas lights. And it was only a dream. You know? And wow. so I, I call it White Christmas because they came to get us and put us in vans, you know? Wow, that is that is wild. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like a horror story, but anyway, the kid wakes up and he lights the lights, the lights, and he looks and sees the Christmas tree is on, and uh-huh. it, was, it was Christmas lights. Huh. And they were celebrating Christmas, and uh, 
Jesus and everything else. And 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 and, and uh, well, I can't think of the word now, but but they, you know, just that whole Christmas thing, you know, and the birthday of Jesus, you know, and coming in vans and locking us in vans again and take us to a a camp somewhere. No, oh, yeah. He was feared and he woke up and it was just a dream. You know? wow. I call it white Christmas because the whites came and took over did what they did. <laughs> right. And wow. I, the reason I didn't put it down because I every time I, I think of white Christmas, I think of Bean Crosby. <laughs> oh <laughs> right. Actually, that is what I thought of too. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said that, which is a little bit funny. But yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia around just the term "White Christmas." But I think it's it's kind of cool that you connected it to that story, um, and that's not one that you've published yet, right? Not yet, not yet. That, not that's yet. in the next book, the short stories. And the point. next book. Yeah, that's definitely something to look forward to. Well, we're running a little bit short on time, so I always I need to ask you: Where can people find more information about you? Where can they buy the the story of man? Where can they learn more about the songs you're writing? Uh just uh go, go on Facebook and uh uh and uh Instagram because they got me on social media now. <laughs> you you don't sound thrilled about that. Yeah, yeah. The Instagram and hey, I mean my granddaughter even put me on TikTok, man. <laughs> yeah, right. See there you go. I'm on TikTok as well. You're, are you not a TikTok user? Oh. Yeah, I, I do use it. I've looked on it a couple of times, you know, but I have nothing against it at all. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's social media. <laughs> yep. It's, it's a different world. Yeah, different. That's for yeah. sure. I'm, I'm coming to grips with that, you know? Yep. Just investigating, you know? Indeed. Yeah. Well, that nef- definitely doesn't hurt to investigate. And it's cool to hear that you're on Instagram. Maybe you'll potentially be on TikTok. It sounds like your granddaughter is. On TikTok, yeah, I got some likes on there too. Okay, I'm on Twitter too, and and the Facebook, yeah. Wow, so you're you're all over the place. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. I think that's great. Well, the story of the man is definitely a book to check out. I definitely plan on grabbing it and reading it. It sounds really compelling. Looking forward to learning more about that. But thank you for your time. This has been amazing. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's been amazing for me too. And and big fun, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really hope you enjoyed that. Marvin is a very genuine and amazing person. Um, I definitely felt that his stories and his memories impacted me in a very specific way. You know, it made me realize, am I appreciating my life? Am I documenting the important things with my life? You know, in this day and age with technology, kind of forget that memories aren't always bound in the way we want them to be within technology. So maybe journaling is important. Maybe taking more pictures, more videos, it will help us preserve some of that memory. His poems and his music, an incredible preservation of his stories and his memories. I love it. I think it's amazing. So pick up his book if you want to. Um, Very incredible poet poems and songs in there. So take a look at that. Next week, we'll be talking to J.L. Lysett about it's never too late to get started as an author. So J.L. is actually a, a doctor, an oncologist. And uh, it's really interesting to hear her story about how she, you know, got into the medical field and decided to write books. 
you know, despite her middle age, right? There's a lot of people that think it's too late to write a book or I'm too old or it's too late. It's definitely not. It's never too late. You're never too old to write and publish your books, particularly in this day and age when you can publish your books independently. So definitely want to stick in for, stick around for that conversation next week. As usual, if you would like to join me on my podcast, go ahead to dankenner.com slash podcast, fill out the form there. Or of course, you can email me with your questions or your pitch, authordkenner at gmail.com. I'd love to have you and share with your friends. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please share it. Please, if you'd like to hop on and write a review of the podcast so that it can get more visibility on all of the streaming systems. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.